Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Oh, you sound in a good mood. Yeah, so do you. You've snapped out of that filthy mood you were in last week. <laughs> I'm so angry with you. Well, I wasn't angry. Well, um, I'm glad you're in a good mood because uh, we're celebrating. What we're celebrating? Oh, we we're are! We're celebrating our semi-quincentennial. Is that what they call it? Yep, 250 episodes. Wow, I need to 250, that's a lot. isn't it? It doesn't feel like it, does it? It doesn't. You know, Joe, there, there were 14 episodes of The Office, the British version. Wow. Right? 12 episodes of Faulty Towers. There was one episode of Bagpuss. <laughs> there was. There, there was. The only one is the one where the mice on the mouse organ try and convince Professor Yaffle that they've uh, got a biscuit-making machine, but oh. they're just rolling the same biscuit in and out of the machine the whole okay, time. Okay, yeah, that's okay. the only one. Really? Can you think of another one? Of course not. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the only <laughs> one. It's just your memory playing tricks on you if you think there's more than one. Right. What do you think her business model was? Emily? Yeah. I mean, apologies I can... to anybody who's either young or uh, not from the UK. We're talking about What about a... apologies to people who can barely remember it, like me? You can barely remember it. Well, I remember Bagpuss, and I remember there was like some dusty old shop. And there yes. Was a, like a... So a girl called Emily yeah. is the proprietor of a shop. Why? The shop uh, is a place where she finds objects and then puts them in the window for their... It's like a lost property shop. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But that's not a business model. No, what's she making? Where's her, where's her business? Where's her financial revenue? Is she charging people a lot to retrieve those goods? Maybe she's independently wealthy and just wanted to do good deeds and things. Money laundering? Money, well, I hadn't thought of that. Yeah, you've right. seen Ozark. I have. Yeah. Yeah. And now I understand money laundering mm. because of that show. Maybe she was money laundering, old Emily. Well, now you say it. Uh, have you ever tried to make Rudy watch Bagpuss? No. I've not tried to make Eugene watch it either because... Some things from my childhood, I think maybe, just maybe, I've got a chance of inflicting my taste on him. Mm. Bagpuss just feels of another age, doesn't it? Very, very, very much so. I think it, I feel like even I would feel like a dinosaur watching it. It's so slow. Yeah. But so wouldn't you love to cuddle Bagpuss? That saggy mm. old ragpuss. You make me sneeze. Oh, I don't think it's a real cat. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, think, I, I didn't mean because I'm allergic to cats. I mean, because I mean, he'd be dusty. Oh, you think he's? <laughs> you think Emily's not keeping that? You think there's a musty smell when you walk into that? I think, I, I know. <laughs> I know there's a musty smell. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't want to be sniffing Gabriel the toad, would you? No, certainly not. Well, any, any of them, really. No, no. But what a sweet programme it was. I don't remember, I think it reflects poorly on our generation how we like to inflict things on our children because I don't, I just don't think there was as much of that from our parents. Yeah, no, because they didn't really have anything. Oh, you must, you must see Bill and Ben. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Muffin the mule, come yeah, on now. No, yeah, yeah. They? And also they couldn't, there was no way of doing it. No. They didn't have YouTube. I oh, know, I know. Lucky us. Yes, lucky us. Anyway, um, so for 250 episodes. Well, well done, Yeah, congratulations to us and to you for sticking with mm. us, unless you joined us on like episode 248, in which case, get back into the archive. Mm. There's a lot to be devouring mm. in there. Um, we should probably make a note of which episodes to skip. Well, why don't we just make a note of the ones to listen yeah. to? <laughs> Can we be quicker? nowhere near 250 <laughs> if that were the case? Um, now, to celebrate, we have some big names on the show. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. 
Zach Galifianakis, Gina Lollabrigida. What, just their names? Yeah. Right. Okay, just checking. Yeah, just yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can get them on, could no, we? No, obviously not. We've got their names on. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't even, like, if, 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 even, you know, the, the people of mild profile that I do now, I wouldn't want to be bothering them. No. So would you mind doing something for our 250th episode? And do what as well? Exactly. <laughs> no drifter is thinking that I should have to make an uncomfortable call like that. No, no. So, so here we are. It's... um. It's just going to be more of the same, I think. Good. That's that's what you're here for, isn't it? Yeah. I wonder if it is self-indulgent when people start going on about, you know, the fact that the, the episode ends with a nice, nice number. It's a nice number, nicely number numbered episode. Circle. Yeah, yeah, a number that's a circle, basically. I tell you what I hate when I listen to something and I hear it's a special. It's like, oh no, I just want, I just want my normal. I don't want my yes. special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Specials are rarely good, are yeah, they? Exactly. Yeah. Elvis '68 comeback special. And I think that's it. I think that's the good one. But can you believe it though? Did you did you, did you ever think that we'd get to two hundred and fifty episodes? I didn't think. I didn't think. I didn't think. I didn't think we wouldn't. I just didn't think. No, I just I didn't ever like look far ahead and think. I wonder what number we'll no. get to. I just thought let's do this. Yeah, and um, and now that I think about it, now that I sit here and reflect, mm. I think it was we were always going to get to two hundred and fifty episodes. Because stopping would be more of an effort in some ways. Well, but else, what else are we going to do? Like, what else? What is going to happen, short of serious illness or death? Yeah. What's going to happen that means that it stops? I can't. Well, think. Are our lives going to take off in some spe- spectacular way? I think we still make some time. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, they're not going to. No, exactly. I think we can accept that. It's not a concern. Yeah, I have, yeah. No. Um, so here we are. Thank you for for listening. We really appreciate it. Um, the most driftery thing that happened to me this week mm. was I was on a bus. Mm-hmm. The seat in front of me was a young woman and her baby. Okay. And the baby kept looking around at me. Oh. Now, I, I really love babies. Mm. But when Sarah and I were first courting, I was in a similar situation where we were on public transport and a baby was making faces and I was making faces back. And I think it creeped her out a little bit. It creeps Sarah. Yes. Did it? Yeah. I think she thinks the type of strangers who do that to babies might you know, be on a register somewhere. This is interesting because it does come up in Quandry Corner this week, and it, but, but from, from a different perspective. But yeah, keep oh, going. It's, it's, it's interesting. So, so I, I try to curtail the urge a little bit. I think it's nice. Even though I, I think it's nice. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's another one of those occasions where my wife has made the world a slightly colder, mm. harsher place mm. for me. But mm, mm, that aside... Okay. Um, but anyway, I was, I was doing, a, doing a little bit of gurning and smiling and then this baby was loving it and then the mum turns around and we get talking and, and we probably talk for about three or four stops. And let me tell you something, mm. very comfortable conversation. Oh, no, nice. Just well great, just great. Nice. I'm, um, I'm, I'm sitting there as now the parent of a six and a half year old, giving her some advice on places which are fun to go with babies. Oh. She's telling me about this kid. This kid's gurgling and smiling. I'm complimenting. All goes very well. Then the woman says, oh, this is my stop and mm. presses the button. Mm. Now, it's also my stop. Oh, but you don't want to get off and it seemed like you Because it seems like... Oh, I've latched onto her now. I'm going to follow her. Yeah, it does seem. Yeah, I, yeah. Get, I get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So S- you stayed on the bus an course, extra stop. Of course, yeah. And there was horrendous traffic. Even though it was just one stop, there was a horrendous traffic. I was stuck in traffic oh, for about God. ten minutes because I couldn't get off <laughs> at the stop I wanted to, just in case this woman thought I was a creepy stalker. Yeah, yeah. We'd all have done the same. Don't worry. Glad, glad to hear yeah. it. Right, let us delve into our semi-quincentennial postbag then. It's from Gordon, the first one. My wife and I have just passed and entirely failed to celebrate the 10-year anniversary of our first date. So I've spent some time reflecting on the mostly wonderful decade that has passed since that awkward exchange of pleasantries in a now defunct Costa coffee store. This in turn led me to think about things my much healthier future spouse trying to change about me early in our relationship. Chief among them, fitness. <laughs> There are a few stories of woeful humiliation I could share. For example, being reduced to a wheezing wreck somewhere on a Peruvian mountainside and having to be rescued by a horse. (laughs) 
all the time right before our wedding. Does it say buy horse or buy a horse? It just says buy horse. Sorry. Okay, okay. Did I add er on it? <laughs> it's unclear. <laughs> all the time right before our wedding when I stumbled across the finish line of a 10k running event to hear my beloved shout from the sidelines, you look awful. If anyone here is going to have a heart attack, it will definitely be you. <laughs> Instead, though, let's pick out a time long before I was capable of attempting any form of organised running event. We were on a visit to my parents' house and I made the terrible mistake of attempting to jog the 300 or so metres from the local shop back to the house. In my defence, there were a few reasons for thinking this might go well. I had gleefully sprinted the route many times as an adolescent and knew it well. I was appropriately attired in shorts, t-shirt and trainers and my entire shopping haul consisted of a loaf of bread and a newspaper, neither of which I thought would encumber me to any great difficulty. Best of all, given this was an area in which I'd lived for 10 years of my life but now lived almost 300 miles away from, running would helpfully decrease the likelihood of awkward social interactions. Or so I thought. It all started so well. As I crossed the first quiet village road, I passed a couple of family acquaintances chatting on the pavement who, had I been walking, would almost certainly have stopped me for a round of excruciating small talk, during which I would desperately struggle to remember their names. Thanks to my newfound and ill-deserved status as a runner, it was perfectly acceptable to nod, smile and accelerate away without slowing for an instant. This extra burst of pace turned out to be my next terrible decision. My earlier optimism had failed to take into account either that I was in my early 30s and had spent most of my 20s eating poorly and making only the very occasional half-hearted attempt at physical activity or that the reason I was dressed appropriately for unexpected jogging was that we were in the midst of a UK summer heatwave. 150 metres into the 300 and I was red-faced, sweating profusely, struggling for breath and very, very eager for this whole self-inflicted ordeal to be over. Of course, the best way to get to the finish line sooner is to run faster. So as I rounded the penultimate corner to approach the street where my parents live, I broke into my best approximation of a sprint. Moments later, I became aware that a car had pulled alongside me, a window had been wound down and a lady of roughly my mum's age was attempting conversation. Worse, was asking me if I was okay and attempting to offer me a lift. Worse still, this looked very much like an old friend of my mum's who, I was led to believe, had fallen out with our family matriarch some years ago. I paused for a moment to take stock. Any image I had of myself athletically striding forwards like Usain Bolt were brutally ripped apart by the realisation that I didn't look like at all like someone running for pleasure or fitness. Instead, I clearly looked so dishevelled and in need of help and like someone who's presumably running because of some kind of emergency that a passing driver would feel the need to put aside a family feud and stop to offer me a lift. Someone who knew the family well and would have known with absolute certainty that the house I was running towards was only five or six doors into the street I was about to turn into. I realised I hadn't said anything for a long time. I'm not sure what I said, but I think I, I tried to politely decline. Lacking the social skills to achieve this, I found myself persuaded to graciously accept the kind offer, open the door and climb, caked in sweat, into the beautiful, spotlessly clean, white leather passenger seat of the car. <laughs> Sitting there, catching my breath, I got a closer look at this good Samaritan, noticed that she seemed unsure which way to drive and realised this was a complete stranger I had never (laughs) met in my life. Thank you very much uh, uh, right here. And uh, yeah, it's just this one here on the left. Total journey time of around 12 seconds at no more than 15 miles per hour. There were more words of thanks and confusion before I clambered back out of the car with bread and newspaper in hand. Eight or nine years later, I'm pleased to report that I've rediscovered cycling and improved my fitness while keeping running to an absolute minimum. I never saw the kind driver again, but every time I visit my hometown, I imagine she sees me around the village and points me out to her friends and family as that strange man who was running with his groceries and sweated all over the interior of her car for absolutely no reason. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> I mean, it throws it. There are so many questions. I could have taken a page of notes on that. But what what must he have looked like that a stranger would have thought that that guy needs a lift. Yeah, I mean, he would have been in a terrible state. And then how confused would she have been when she realised he only needed to go five doors down the road? Yes. 
And you just it's just here. <laughs> oh, that. oh, that was fantastic. Okay. Um, do you have, have you ever watched that guy Limmy? You know, on Twitter, he's yes. called Daft Limmy. He has a he had a, a sketch show on the TV. Did you ever watch that? No, that was quite it was quite good. Um, anyway, one of the sketches in that the the premise of it was a guy sees joggers and doesn't know what it is and thinks they're running away from something. Uh, okay. and starts running in the same direction. Right, 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 that's good, <laughs> and then the more joggers he sees, the more confused he gets. Right, right. And I wonder if there, if there was a similar thing going on. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> okay, one more quick one from High Empress Rebecca. This comes on the back of me, my confusion over the four side of the greater and how I thought it'd be good if an intruder came into the house. It'd mm, be a good mm, weapon. Mm. She says, I once heard an intruder while I was working home alone watching neighbours and I did not grab the grater, but I did jump out of the window, albeit a ground floor one, with an already broken leg and hot round to my neighbour's house. <gasps> Pete came round with a baseball hat, a baseball bat, <laughs> me hopping along behind and burst into the garage to confront the intruder. The intruder looked up from fixing the washing machine with a look of horror and thus, my parents learned it was a good idea to let me know when there were workmen in the house. <laughs> I missed the moment where Scott and Charlene got married and Neighbours was never the same for me after that. I wasn't surprised when Channel 5 announced they were cancelling it. <laughs> what a time for that to happen during wow. the wedding of Scott I mean, and Charlene. I just, I just want to say, I mean, maybe nobody mentioned, but it was on again at half past five. <laughs> it was. Yeah, well, it was. Maybe she was watching the second one. Maybe it was too late. It seems late in the day for somebody to be fixing the washing That's machine. true. Yeah, good point. Good yeah. Point. Mm. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Well, uh, please send us your stories of uh, social ineptitude, interactions gone awry. It is hello at adriftpodcast.com. Annabelle. Yes. Shall we have another way in which you are not a fully functioning adult? Yeah, I'm going to start with an update on the Christmas tree situation because I know you're wondering. I am wondering, yes. So I was talking last week about my love of the artificial Christmas tree, but how Tom, my partner, loves a real one. So we've got a tree now. What do you think? Do you think it's real or do you think it's fake? I think it's fake. It's real. Really? <laughs> yeah. After yeah. everything you said last week. I know, week. I know. Tom won basically through action. He just got the tree before I did. And it is, as he promised, a potted living one that we keep, not dump in the street. But it hasn't yet get not yet got a set of wheels. Oh, because you were talking about putting it on casters, wasn't yes. you? Yes. Yeah. I did ask him about this when he was less tetchy. Had he, has he invented these wheels? No, no, no. Well, this is the thing. I asked him about it and he's just said, well, at work, if something is heavy, we, we put it on wheels to move it around. Yeah, flight cases on casters. This right. Is, this is what I was thinking. Yeah. But seeing as he carried it home, like a 15-minute walk, I think he'll manage the 10-second journey from our living room <laughs> to the outside without a set of wheels. Yes, but it's going to be growing bigger every year, isn't it? It's going to be in the house for a month maximum. <laughs> oh, I see. Like in the years to come. Yes. Right. Well, then he's he's got plenty of time to design this. Uh, well, that's this exciting. That's exciting news to me because I had warmed the idea of a tree on wheels in the front garden, <laughs> like maybe hiding behind it and moving it slowly to freak out the the postman. <laughs> maybe putting the hibiscus on wheels too and having races between the two. <gasps> maybe doing the foxtrot with it. Like these are all ideas I've had, which have been dashed for now until it maybe it gets. It's bigger. Well, it's, it's going to happen. What, yeah. a, what, what a great future to look forward to. It's exciting. Have. But the bigger news is... It's the ghost is, of Christmas future. Yes. The bigger news is that we've got this tree and it's quite small. It's shorter than me. And I love it. I just love it. I've fallen in love with it. It's very much what I want to remember the family until it's turfed out in the garden next month. <laughs> so there we go. That's the update. Congratulations. Thanks. Thanks. So we haven't got ours yet. I've, no, I noticed that. Well, here's, here's what I think. So some people getting them in November, a little bit early for my taste. Yes, I, th I, th I think you, f for me, you, you can't um, you can't go back into November. It has to be a December thing. And I think, although this potted situation mm. maybe throws this up in the air, mm -hmm. I, I don't like really to have it for more than about ten days before Christmas because by the time Christmas Day comes, mm. it's looking a little threadbare and sorry for itself. Yeah, yeah, but. We have to go on a weekend for logistical reasons. Yeah. The 10th feels a wee bit early and the 17th feels a wee bit late. You've got to go 10th. You think so? 100%. Okay. I've made that decision for okay. you. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So 17th is too late. You've got to enjoy it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You've got yeah, to yeah. enjoy it while yes. it's there. 
Okay, I'm going to move on now. So what I'm starting to realise is an unhealthy relationship with my pillow. I'm not sure it's normal to love a pillow as much as I love my pillow. Oh, God. Have you got a good relationship with your pillow? Or it's just a pillow? I, I feel like we should be summoning Sarah up here. Oh, does she have the same thing? She loves her pillow. We used to call it the chaperone because she would, uh, when she was settling in bed at night, she'd, she'd put it between us. Why? She 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 went through a big phase of wanting to hug it. Oh, yeah. So she would have, but would her head just be on the mattress, or would she have another pillow? A another pillow, pill- a second pillow. Oh, she had and, like a, uh, a and love then, pillow. Yeah, and then I then um, one Christmas I bought one of these orthopedic pillows, which we both have. Right. And now so, sometimes she takes it away with her. <gasps> this is what I'm going to talk about. Oh well, go go for it. Okay. Oh, I need to talk about her with this artist because I love it so much. So mine's from IKEA, and it's what's called an ergonomic pillow, mm. which I find it a bit weird because ergonomic means designed for comfort and like what pillow isn't designed for comfort that that doesn't make any sense to me but anyway it's an ergonomic pillow but it's not flat it's like imagine a skateboard ramp but more sort of shallow yes a yes, really low one yes i love it so much that i want to take it with me everywhere i stay like any like everywhere i go like mm. hotels holidays has sarah ever done it taking it with her oh all the time she this is amazing to it, me it doesn't take up a small amount of room in our luggage either and you don't have a car. No. So that, that is quite a big thing. Mm. So if someone, say, for example, I came to stay at your house, I stay in the night. Like imagine uh, me and Tom had fallen out because, for example, I'd taken the wheeled Christmas tree on a walk on a lead <laughs> and then lost it as it made a break for it. And it wheeled off down a hill into the woods. Then I couldn't see the tree for the trees. And he was angry. So I'd come to you as well. He cooled down. Imagine that. Imagine that. Yeah. And yeah. then imagine that I brought my own pillow. Yes. Tell me, first of all, what you're thinking and what Sarah's thinking. She's thinking, well, I'm, I'm thinking, oh, another one bites the dust and she's thinking soul sister. Yeah. <laughs> this is brilliant. So I am struggling to sleep anywhere other than my own home without my pillow since I've got it. I've only had it a few years and now it's like every other pillow just seems so like in... Do you know what I would be interested to hear from drifters? Hmm. The routines that people who struggle to get to sleep have to go through before they can settle at night. Oh, God. Because I think what you're describing is that you, your toe is just over the edge of, of what the precipice onto a, a slippery slope here. Like, Sarah is a particular pillow. I have to lie in a posi- particular position in the bed. The duvet has to be a certain way. She has to have a fan going. I mean, there's all this stuff. And like the way that the magnetic poles of the earth can just switch all of a sudden, it, it can change one day and then there'll be a whole new set of criteria. Oh. Just have an open tin of lip balm <laughs> next <laughs> to the bed. Open. Yeah, in, in case, case you, you need it in the night. Yes, yeah. This is fascinating. Yeah. Can we but, do I, this? but I think it, I would love to hear if mm. anybody else has these things because I, I think it's perhaps more common than you think. Could you go to sleep? With so, have you got a chest of drawers in your room? Imagine you did. Yes. Could you go to sleep with the with the chest of one of the chest of drawers open? I could. I don't know that Sarah could. Okay. She can't go to sleep if she if if the cellar light was on, she wouldn't be able to go to no, sleep. No, me neither. Me neither. I if if a if a wardrobe door was open or a chest of drawers was open, there's no way I'd go to sleep. Tom wouldn't bother him the slightest. He could go to sleep with everything open. I can't relax of an evening unless the door to the room is closed. So I can't sit and watch TV with the Oh, door me open. neither. Me neither. Yeah. <laughs> all this insane yeah. stuff. I love it. So I know that, so I can't sleep without my own pillow. Yes. I'm struggling to sleep with it. And also, we know that for most people, the guest pillows are the reject pillows. They're mm. the ones that have been the homeowner's pillows, but then they got lumpy and stained and then downgraded to guest pillows. <gasps> Never take the pillowcase of any guest pillows. What are those dribble stains, stains aren't yeah. they? They're dribble stains. At my house anyway, definitely. <laughs> But my pillow will never become a guest pillow because it has a machine washable cover. <laughs> it's always mine. But my love for it was really tested this week because Tom, who's got a bad back, asked if he could try my pillow for the night to see if it helped his back at all. This is our version of pillow talk. <laughs> even, even though he was in a lot of pain, I was extremely reluctant and I found it very hard. But I did eventually, I was very much pushed into it. I swapped with him and I used his memory foam pillow. And guess what? I had such a bad dream that I was too scared to go back to sleep again. I swear it gave me a bad dream. No. Yeah, and I made him swap back the next night. <laughs> I shall never be parted from my pillow again. 
I want to know if other people are obsessed by their pillows as much. It's interesting that Sarah's got the same thing. Yeah, yeah. It's a real love I have for it. Like, I love it. Yeah, well, I'm really interested in, in, in people's sleep routines. Yes, great. And then, because um, I'm, I'm really, I'm not fussy at all. Really, as long as I've got, I've got a couple of pillows and I'm in bed and a nice duvet over me, I'm fine. Oh, like uh, it has to be a cold room. Okay. Can't be. Can't sleep in a hot room. Right. Right. Warm duvet, cold room. But I also wake up a lot with my night terrors. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. See a lot of portals opening into other dimensions. Mm. The house being on fire. A, a, a crack into hell emerging, and it's always like the the red light on the front of the telly. Or the light from my computer charging. Right. But I, I will be, I'll wake up screaming in the night and thinking, how can I get everybody out of the house oh, that's safe? Awful, awful. You need to get a pillow like mine. Maybe that. Don't get maybe, batteries yeah. on my pillow. Yeah, because I do have a memory foam pillow. Oh. Maybe. 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 Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A million miles away from the night terror stuff that we were just talking about. Sarah and I went round uh, to uh, to uh, some friend's house for nibbles. Okay. Last night. What does nibbles mean? Does that mean um, crisps and olives? It was it was an interesting selection of nibbles actually. So mm. we got there and there were some crisps, some peanuts, and. I, th- I think they were the, that was the opening gambit. Mm-hmm. And then at some stage, there were some little phyllo pastries with uh, brie and cranberry inside oh, of par- them. Oh, party food. Yeah, yeah, yeah party yeah. food. Um, and then there seemed to be one or two onion bargies. One or two? Yeah, mm-hmm. like a very strange number of onion bargies. Mm-hmm. Um, What's leftovers? <laughs> and then profiteroles. Nice. So it's a substantial amount of food, but mm. they didn't feel comfortable inviting us around for dinner. <laughs> it's, it's, so we'd had dinner beforehand. Anyway, so we got back and uh, our babysitter, who we adore, was a bit freaked out. Oh. Firstly, when she put Eugene to bed, he sleeps with this light on that, I mean, talk about sleep routines, <laughs> what he is going to be like as an adult, because... <laughs> It has to be his playlist playing. He has to select the order of the first five songs. Um, He picks a cuddly toy that's going to be the one that gets to be with him. It's a bit like Hugh Hefner, I imagine. (laughs) R.I.P. And he has these two lights on, both of which I I find it baffling that he can sleep with them Mm. on because one is just like a straight flashing light that changes colour. The disco, basically. Yeah, and then the other one projects onto the walls, like laser dots and different coloured waves moving around. And he's very specific about what the colours will need to be. And again, that will change from time to time. So so she's switching on the the, uh, that light, Mm -hmm. the latter of the two. And a voice starts coming out of it. What? A man talking. What? Now, I happen to know what this is. For some reason, it's got Bluetooth mode on it. So you could theoretically play music through it, which we don't. Right. But um, I'm just guessing either one of my computers here in the house or a neighbour's phone keeps connecting to it via Bluetooth every now and again oh. and and playing a podcast. Oh, okay. So she's just a, she, she's already in a in a slightly freaked out mm, mm. frame of mind because of that. She then tells us that she is creeped out by the wardrobe next to our bathroom, which is a, it's a little room. It's a walk-in closet. Mm-hmm. And um, she, she tells us that she finds that room spooky at the best of times. Oh. 
and the door was open with the light on mm. and she didn't like it, it made her feel uneasy. So she turned the light off and closed the door. Okay. Went downstairs, did whatever she was doing. A while later, went up to go to the toilet. No, hold on. The door was open, the light was on again. What? So she thinks there's ghosts in our house. That would freak me out. How did it happen? Do you want to hear my theory? Your son got up in the night. And... No. Okay, what's your theory? Didn't happen. What do you mean it didn't happen? So I think she saw that light on and the door open and thought, oh, it's freaky that I should close it and then didn't. Oh. And then forgot that she didn't. And then when she came back. But you can't tell people that they imagined. This is I never know what to do with somebody who has a supernatural experience. But... This is a young person, right? Isn't it? So it's yeah. not they're not suffering from kind of like you'd think they would remember. <sighs> you don't you don't trust people's memory in that way. Well, what I trust is a rational explanation, mm. and the most rational explanation is, is she thought. She, yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, for me, the most rational explanation was a ghost. But <laughs> Sarah's like this is the first thing that Sarah, Sarah took a knife upstairs to have a look what was going on. She, what's, yes. what's that? to a ghost I don't know rip it she, well, she, like, she thought it was maybe some kind of in, intruder oh well, that was her rational explanation okay. but what would an intruder be like what what possible what would an intruder possibly be doing mm, having a rummaging around her dresses yeah mm. twice twice yeah, yeah twice. <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't make any sense but not taking anything or rearranging anything or anything I like how she didn't, so didn't send you up with a knife she was like I had to take the babysitter home and listen, <laughs> oh, listen okay. to her nonsense about <laughs> ghosts <laughs> You left her alone with the intruder. <laughs> <laughs> this is how sure I was. I see. That there yeah. was no intruder. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. But she is a she's a spiraler like that, Sarah. Right. Years and years ago, I think I've told you this story, and I've almost certainly told it on the podcast. So apologies, but think of it as uh, episode two hundred and fifty. We revisit some of our favourite stories. <laughs> but we're, we're on this holiday. We've gone on holiday. We rented a house, and her parents had come to join us. We went out for a meal in a restaurant and then at the end of the meal, we got into the rental car and began our journey back to the house, which is probably a five mile journey. Mm -hmm. Another car pulled out of the restaurant car park at the same time as us. Mm -hmm. We took a a couple of turns and the the car behind us took the same turns. Mm -hmm. Now, this is quite a small island and there aren't that many roads on it. Mm -hmm. So there's nothing that odd about that. Knowing that, I made the joke, oh, I think there's a murderer following us. Oh, no. The spiralling that Sarah, her mum and her dad then went into, they they basically made us drive until we'd lost the guy. Oh, my God. Then go for a further drive around just to confuse him in case he was following us with the lights off or something. And then when we got in the house, Sarah and her parents both took knives into the bedroom with them how much and her dad went around making sure that all the doors were triple locked <laughs> oh you need to think before you speak i know yeah. i mean that's the level of anxiety oh, yeah that's bad it's quite something um so that was that yeah and i never as, as somebody who who isn't inclined to believe in the supernatural i never quite know what to do with mm, it because mm, mm. you feel patronizing oh that's nice <laughs> oh, dear. yeah bless um <laughs> What else is going to? We should get a move on because I've got to go to Gene's Christmas concert today. I thought what's happening. Oh, yeah. that's so nice. Yes, he's doing uh, White Christmas and Santa Claus is coming to town. Lovely. And he's told me that his hips are going to go wild during Santa Claus oh, is coming to town. That so sounds amazing. I look forward to seeing that. Do you know what I really w- I've been looking for? And I even put out a request on on Twitter, and um, I think Elon Musk's algorithm must have penalised my request because it wasn't divisive enough. <laughs> but but what I want is in the run-up to Christmas, the week, the, the, that week commencing the 19th or whatever it is, I want to go to a Christmas concert, a single-on Christmas concert. Mm-hmm. I want it to ha- be mainly stuff like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Frosty the Snowman, Walking in a Winter Wonderland. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Merry Christmas, everyone, and mm. all, all that, right? Mm. What I don't want... Is any in the bleak midwinter? Here we come a wassailing. Mm. Um, once in Royal David City, right? I don't mind the odd banger like Angel, um, Away in a Manger. That's a good one. Silent Night. Yeah, the, the, you know the, the banger ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Of, of course, Oh Come. You can't have a Christmas concert without Oh, oh Come. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, oh. But I, I, I don't. I, I want it to be about. I want it to be none of the dirgy ones. Dirgy, that's a good one. Yes, yeah. Seventy percent stuff you'd find 
on Now That's What I Call Christmas. Yeah. And then the carols that are absolute bangers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Impossible to find. Oh. Really? Because and I, I've been scarred, you see. We went to our local church one year thinking it would be Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and it was a lot of the very austere ones. Mm. <sighs> I don't know what to do. Are you going to complain if it's if not any, good enough at school? Uh, just, yeah. <laughs> if any drifters can help with this. Mm-hmm. Um. That's not really anything other than a request. Let me, let me give you something else. So, do you remember last week I was telling you that I'd done a meditation and it was terrible? Oh, yes, yeah, yeah, It's yeah. a YouTube meditation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, <laughs> it kept doing a bait and switch on me. And you can't it, visualise. No, it was, it was, it was good. Yeah, yeah. So, so this week I went to um, an event. It wasn't quite a party, but it was kind of a party. So I downloaded from a trusted source... Hmm. A, what to do if you're bad at parties, if you're feeling anxious about going to the party meditation. Now, it did have some visualising in it, but because I was braced for it, I thought, well, I'll do what I do. I can't visualise, but I can kind of imagine what it would feel like. Mm -hmm. So one of the things was, you know, think of, say, a Hollywood star or somebody um, very charismatic entering a room and, uh, you know, think about how they're dressed and then think that's how you're dressed and think what that would feel like in your body and whatever. Who do you think I imagined? Holy and I want to say here, I didn't. George Clooney. I didn't. I didn't go through a process of thinking who's the most glamorous, charismatic. I went with the first thing that came into my head, and I think the first thing that came into my head is 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 bizarre. Go on, who was it? Gene Wilder as Willy Wonka. <laughs> what dressed as Willy Wonka? Yes, like in character. <laughs> Did I think my first one was, and it surprised yeah. me. It was Tom Cruise, but like. It's not someone who I, w- I would expect that to be my I think first it's a bit one. Much, a bit much. Yeah, he would be. He would be too much coming into a yeah. room. Yeah. But why Willy Wonka? That's so weird. It's, it's strange, like pretending he needs a cane when he doesn't. Doing yeah. that pratfall. Yeah. Like dressed in very almost uh, garish clothing. <laughs> and then it said, when you're speaking, like, Im- imagine the confident voice coming out. Guess whose voice I imagined? Oh, go on. You'll like this. Go on. John Travolta as Danny Zuko in Greece. Oh, so confident. <laughs> I love it. I think it's, uh, you think you know yourself. Mm. And then when you put on the spot of having to think up two things and that my brain came up with Willy Wonka and Danny Zuko. Uh. It's the strangest thing. Maybe it's how you see yourself deep down. Well, I know it's definitely not. Maybe it's how I've been, but, but I'm not even sure it would solve my problems. Why? But, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, so I went to this event and it was, um, it was highfalutin and I wasn't quite expecting it to be highfalutin. Mm. Um, I can't go into too much detail because it's boring. But um, I, get into, I, I walked in and the person who was in charge of the invitations greeted me and she was super friendly and super nice. And then she introduced me to somebody and said, you know, like, oh, this is Susan from... And I didn't quite catch the... I said, so, so, sorry, why was that? And she says, Apple. Right. And it sounded like I'd never heard of Apple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apple, sorry, Apple, what? The and, and, and the person who introduces them to make it less awkward went, oh, yeah, Apple, you've heard of it, haven't you? Oh. you know, smiling. And then I, I blurted out, the first thing out of my mouth, as soon as I hear Apple, yeah. say, let me ask you something. Oh, no. Why, why does the latest iPad not work with the latest iPencil? You have to get the first one and an adapter. Why did you say that? She said, well, actually, I'm vice president of global affairs, but, um, you know, I could ask somebody. <laughs> so embarrassing. <laughs> Just call the help desk. They'll be able to help yeah. you. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, so there was that. I won't, I won't go on any more about that thing. Okay. Um, and then what else was that? Oh, Sarah told me something interesting. This morning... Uh, you you got here a bit early. I wasn't quite ready for you, by mm. which I mean I wasn't dressed. Yes, you were in your dressing gown. Yeah, uh, which I tend to be if I'm not receiving people. Well, it was eleven, so we'll tend to. But yeah, yeah, but 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 it'd be no difference if it was three in the afternoon. Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. I dressed to leave the house. Yeah, fine. No, or to receive visitors, no and, and you were ten minutes early. I was. I'd allocated two minutes to right. change. Mm. Um, and actually, I'd alloc- I thought you were going to be late because you generally run slight, slightly ten late, minutes late, slightly yeah. late. Within the acceptable limit. I ten just ten to, minutes, yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, 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 anyway. So I wasn't quite ready. Sarah and you had a little chat. Mm. But there was a, a, um, there was a point at which you were alone in the kitchen. 
mm-hmm. I think. And and you then, as we all do, you check your phone for for news. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And Sarah heard you say, "Oh, that's sad. Mm. Um, Kirsty Alley's died." Mm-hmm. And then she heard you say to yourself. <laughs> But that means John Travolta's single. I got I got momentarily confused with look who's talking being real life. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. But it's, it's, what I love about it is it's, it's funny in two separate ways. One is that you got um, reality and look who's talking one and two or just two well, confused. Like, yeah, yeah. And um, and then secondly, the idea that <laughs> if if John Travolta's wife dies before he does. It leaves a route open for you. I just remembered as well. His wife already did die, didn't she? Oh. Yeah. So he already is. R.I.P. I, I know, mean, I know. Bleak situation. Terrible. So sad. So I this... was very confused, very confused. But it's bad that my first thought was on the, the sad news of Kirstie Alley. My first thought after, oh, that's sad, was John Travolta's single now. So what What are the, um, what's, what's the pathway then to that relationship? Me and John. Yeah. How long has his wife been dead? I think it's been a while, isn't it? Maybe five years. Oh, so yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm waiting for that pathway to open up, really. Okay. I'm waiting for, I'm waiting for it to reveal itself to Are me. Are you manifesting it? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> Quandary Corner at the Glap Clinic here in Problematic. I saw you did a little Facebook post asking for quandaries. I did. A couple of days ago. I like the illustration you used. Tell me where you found that. Oh, shut up. What? I did <laughs> like it. Me. I did like it. <laughs> I did it in our, bra- our brand colours. Did you notice that? <laughs> didn't you didn't notice the brand colours. I didn't know we had a brand or colours. No, nor did I. Yeah, both. Okay, first one is from... I did it because we were short. Right. When I say short, I mean we didn't have any. And do we have any now? Now we do. But we okay. could always do it more. Please, please, please. So first one is from Gemma Bilton. As parents, I hope you can help with this. I had my little boy, Arthur, a year ago on December the 20th. He isn't showing many drifted-like tendencies and is quite sociable, friendly boy. This means people often interact with him. My quandary is how do I deal with this? Am I meant to engage in conversation, which will no doubt be awkward? At the moment, I find myself smiling at them. Then I might say something to him and then I'm just stood there grinning. I slowly look away or go back to what we were doing, but this seems awkward to do. We recently went on holiday and I got stuck in the plane on the tarmac for a while and Arthur got upset. A very kind man behind us was pulling faces and generally being entertaining, which helped a lot. But I found myself sitting with my back to this man, not really interacting at all. I did thank him at the end of the flight, but that felt a bit weird too. I don't want my son to be awkward like me, so I feel the need to master this scenario to set him a good example. Please help. Oh, God. I mean... On one hand, I think if you were to go back and listen to, say, the first 100 episodes of the podcast, you've got every time something like this happened to us. On the other hand, I don't think that would give you any t- anything in the way of solution. Well, it wouldn't. Dealing with the last bit first, mm. because I had that story of this earlier on. Yeah, yeah. So I ended up having quite a good chat with this young woman. But all I want in that scenario is for you not to think that I'm, um, I'm a creep or a pervert. I don't need a conversation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just want you to convey a bit of warmth, maybe even just in a smile, mm. and then leave leave me to it and I'll sort of make faces at the baby until I want to look at my phone. Because there's no automatic, when someone smiles at your kid who's being friendly, there's no automatic conversation starting no. between you and the other adult. No. How did, can you remember how the conversation started with this woman? This could give us some tips. Did she say something that was I, very I think, open? I don't know. No, I, th- I th- Here's the thing. I I was I think it was because I wanted to make sure that she knew I was somewhat normal. Right, right. So I in, I looped her in by saying, "What a face! What a handsome face! What's his name?" Uh, right. So in a way, we could argue that it's more up to the person who's starting off the social interaction by interacting with the child. They could just ignore your child. It's up to them to kind of, if they want a conversation, to start it. Yes. Yeah. They might. Uh, they might just want to have a little smile at your nice baby. In which case, change seats. <laughs> but I think what you're doing so yes. far, smiling back, is fine it's not up to you to i don't but i suppose you want to set a good example be yes i have noticed that the children of my son's age who are the friendliest have got the friendly parents so kids do pick this up from their parents you're thinking i've got a friendly child and i'm not friendly aren't you yeah, I'm, I'm exactly thinking yeah, that yeah. yeah 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 he's he's so gregarious mm. but your wife maybe you got it from your wife 
Mm, maybe not. Okay, my theory has been slightly busted there, but yeah, I do think they pick up. So if you want your son to be that kind of carry on being how he is, then maybe you do need to push yourself out of your comfort zone. Mm. I think you should like yourself. I think you should like yourself, okay. Eileen. And then your son will respect you for being your true self and not faking it. I know I just called you Eileen. It was a little in-joke in case anybody thought, didn't they say her name was Gemma? Gemma right. used to go on about uh, Eileen Milton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, was yeah. it Gemma's... Am I right in thinking Gemma's mum used to email us? Or am I thinking of a different Bilton? I think maybe you're right. Okay, okay. Wasn't there something from a building society once? Am I getting that kind I know, of thing? About, I'm talking about Eileen Bilton, who mm-hmm. used to advertise um, Warrington. Moving your business to Warrington, the adverts used to be on the TV, and at the end it'd say, "Call Eileen Bilton now." That's what I'm thinking. Of. Yes, and that was Gemma's mom. Maybe it wasn't. I just <laughs> I don't think I thought was. it was. I don't think so. this is just like a completely unrelated Bilton. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't, I don't think you meet that many Biltons. Okay, well, I'd be interested to know. Maybe Gemma can let us know. Yeah, I'll I'm, update you next week. I'm very very confused now, Gemma. But um, I think, yeah, I, I don't know. Like the the eternal question I'm asking myself since my son was born is how do I ensure he's not like me? Well, you're doing a good job. (laughs) (laughs) Because he is super friendly. Um, Is that enough? um, I'm just trying to think. Uh, uh, See, I'm I'm with our son a lot, but I'm with him one-on-one a lot, not as much in the world. So Sarah does the school drop-off. She does three, I do two, and she does most of the pickups. Right. And then I do sort of from five onwards. Okay. Um, So I don't... I I try and stay clear of situations where there are other human beings around, really. Mm. So maybe you've got more experience of this than I have. Well, this is the thing that, that concerns me because I have noticed that the friendly kids are the ones with the friendly parents and like neither me and my son are one for like being openly smiley or friendly and talking to other people. And I wonder whether is that just his true personality or has he learnt it from me? I don't what know. What about Tom though? Like, yeah, he'll Tom, just strike up a conversation he'll talk with to a stranger. Anybody. Yeah, but I think I spend more time with uh, him. Okay. Are we overvaluing friendliness as a, well, as a personality trait? You know what? That's very interesting. Yeah. Are we? Yeah. I mean, friend, friendliness in terms of being polite to your fellow a human being. Be beings. kind. Yeah. But but like, why do we have to have a conversation with everybody? Because I think if if you if you kind of teach him to be too friendly, he's going to be the kind of guy who, like, when he shakes hands with somebody, uses both hands. Yeah. A bit overbearing. You don't want an overbearingly friendly kid, do you? Well, this is interesting. Yeah. yeah. Maybe she's thinking about this all wrong. Yes. Just my, tell you what my catchphrase with my son is. You do you. I'll do me. You do you. Just like, why don't you let Arthur do himself? Yeah. You do yourself. We'll all be fine. How do you make him the strong, silent type? Brooding. Like James Dean. <laughs> something to aspire to <laughs> well there we go i think we covered everything there without really solving and it. nothing yeah everything yeah. and nothing yeah. okay yeah. so let's go on to the next one which is from Teresa. social media is the bane of my life but as i have three teenagers who all take part in various activities i have to be on facebook groups and constantly be checking whatsapp slack facebook messenger emails and now telegraph or something it's Ugh. hideous my question is this If I have the misfortune of having to ask a question, how do I handle the replies? Often you get an answer in the first two or three replies, but they keep on coming. Should you like each one? Comment on the comment, i.e. thank you. Do more than a thank you, which then invites even more comments. I've turned off commenting before when it gets too much, but then I had angry face emojis on my original post, followed by private messages offering advice. It never stopped. Then I had to reply to those messages. Even worse. I try to say things like, okay, thank you, everyone. A lot to think about, but but still they keep coming. And let's not even mention how to handle those replies from people who completely ignore the actual information in the opening post. Ugh. You know, the sort of thing like when you ask something like, can anyone recommend a Japanese restaurant in Plymouth? And the replies are, I can recommend Le Restaurant Francais in Truro. <laughs> it's not Japanese, but, or I can recommend Pedro's Pizzeria in Port Leven, etc. What should I do? I think 
those things that pop up, the like emojis, when you hold down on the message oh, I and love. then you get, get a selection of thumbs up, thumbs down, heart, what, exclamation They're mark. They're a gift. Because I think they show that you're reacting, but you're closing it down as well. If I feel, yes, and if I feel the need to join in on any kind of very large WhatsApp group, like a parent's So one, I'm not on WhatsApp, so yeah, I'll leave you yeah, to this. Yeah. yeah, so anyone on that. What's very irritating for a lot of people is having their phone like constant. I guess people mute it, don't they? But like constant, constant mm. notifications. So I don't want to be the person joining in the constant, constant, constant. So I, t- I tend to do a, if I feel the need, I have to react. I'll do the pre- press down, hold, thumbs up. Then only the person who sent the message can see it. No one else sees it. Mm. And that's and and she said Teresa said that 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 is the thing to do because that it's polite enough I think you shouldn't have to say thank you to all of them no I think before they existed I we'd all I'd be stumped as to what to say and what about joining in my opinion is if you're not adding anything new or necessary then you don't need to join in it's just a good motto for life very much so. And one that I think maybe we should be taught a bit more at school. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it makes me question whether we should carry on doing the podcast yeah, beyond well, these 250 but, episodes. But it, but it is optional. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, right. Well, I think I think that's that's that, right? I hope so. Send us your question about social etiquette. etiquette. I don't know why I just pronounced the qu mm. in etiquette like that. I did that part. What word was it? No, it's drawn out of my head. I tried to use a word that I wouldn't usually sound sophisticated that had that sound in it and overpronounced it and then was roundly mocked. It's only what I deserved. It's only what I deserved. Um, Anyway, send us us your queries and we will try and tell you how to behave. It's hello at adriftpodcast.com. And that was our podcast. Thank you to you for listening, especially if you've been with us for a long time, maybe even since the start. We really appreciate it. Uh, if you want to support us on Patreon, The Secret Barber is now available mm. to all our Patreon supporters for $2 a month and upwards. Um, you can support us on there. Everything is available to everybody from, from there upwards until the end of the year. Then the new tiers kick in from January. Um, of course, podcast is always going to be free. We're not going to take that away from you. But if you want to support us, if you enjoy it every week and think, I'll chuck something in, then patreon.com stroke adrift. Hopefully lots of stuff on there that, uh, that will make it worth your while. Send us your quandary, quandary for Quandary Corner, or your story of social ineptitude. Hello at driftpodcast.com. Thanks to Man in the Echo for the backing music and to Emily Harrison for the incidental music. Carla Gowlett took our photos. Kim Rainey designed our artwork in our brand colours. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, here's the 250 more. Podication time. This feels like the right one for episode 250, doesn't, doesn't it, it, as well? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it says, hello, Annabelle and Jeff. Hello. hello. Tis I, Dame Becky. She adds in parentheses. And of course, I expect to hear Jeff's usual excellent way of saying my last name. I think that was medium. wasn't wasn't my best. It wasn't as long as usual. Mm. Worried about your lung power. Bit breathless, yeah. yeah. Uh, humbly asking for. I've had a cold. Yeah, that would be it. Humbly asking for a podication. Is it too non-driftery to refer to myself as humble? As in, as is, I'm not pure drifter, but rather spontaneously driftery or unreliably driftery. Sorry for using the word driftery now four times so quickly. I, I used a terrible word on the secret bar, but it's like drifterness or something. Driftery is far better, Becky. I'll have to try and absorb that into my vocab. 
Um, my drift tendencies have a few situations where I know they will creep up and others where suddenly I fail to function correctly according to social norms. For example, I'm in the middle of a situation where a wall had to be taken down in my bathroom because of a leak coming from somewhere in the upstairs unit. The leak is very sporadic and has only visibly dripped in my house four times now, weeks apart. The last two times, I very shyly went up to speak to the neighbour, and even though it's something in his plumbing that's the problem, but he has no visible leak in his unit, I apologised profusely for bothering him, for asking him to call a plumber, for later asking if he'd gotten his toilet fixed, and for going back again to say the leak was happening, and again, I was sorry to be a bother, and I'll call a plumber to check my unit and such. My neighbour is very open to helping and doing what he needs to, yet here I am, with no wall, sink or vanity, feeling guilty for asking him to do anything. Sounds entirely normal. It does, yeah. <laughs> I only feel a small percentage guilty asking for a podication two years after my last one, which was my birthday in 2020. However, since there was no podication on the latest episode, uh, I'll call this helping out rather than a personal request. Mm. Thank you, Becky. Yeah. Has, has the tr- trickle resumed, or is it like uh, we've got to call a podication plumber in to, to help? Well, well with a, there's a tiny trickle. Okay. But we could do one more, yeah. that's what you're saying. Yeah, we might need a plumber soon, otherwise, yes. yeah. Uh, except for a comment on the Facebook page, I don't think I've communicated to the two of you how much I enjoyed my last one. Oh, that's oh, good to hear. Good. Like how you're not sick, how Becky specifically isn't sick of us after all this time. Because Becky, Becky, we go back a long time, yeah. yeah. Um, It was maybe a day or two after my birthday and I'd taken a much needed day off work during which I drove to a small town about an hour away. There's a shop there that I love to visit and the drive into the mountains is quite pretty. I imagine all drives into mountains are pretty. I suppose yeah. if you go and pass a lot of quarries mm. or, you know, militarised zones, maybe not. Yeah. But just a mountain drive evo- evokes prettiness, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, for me, yes. Hearing my publication made a good day, uh, as good as Mental Health Day, take it off mid-COVID insanity, uh, as it was at the time, can be, even better. Somehow, there was a long tangent into toilets and bowel movements and smearing. <laughs> this, this doesn't sound like us. Are you sure? You're getting confused in the lawn. Yeah, it must be a different podcast. Yeah. Uh, I was laughing so hard and got so engrossed that I forgot the tangent happened mid-podication. <laughs> uh, Jeff, of course, apologised, but I was very entertained. I wonder what we, we said. Who knows? I, um, I've been buying this particular brand of toilet paper recently. Hmm. And I want to support them as a mm, brand. Mm. But a thing I've noticed is that when I pull, mm. there's something about the weight of the paper, which means like loads co- all s- then starts um, flowing down to the floor. Oh, yeah. design floor. I think so, yeah. I think there's something about the ply they use. I don't know, don't know what it is. I don't really know what ply is. You know is. what? They, they'd want to know about this. Mm-hmm. I don't know who they are. Maybe they don't. But <laughs> how how much toilet paper do you get through? Too much. I'm can, ashamed. Can you can you can you elaborate? I'd say I'm ashamed of how much toilet paper. I think I use too much. I know I use too much toilet paper because I read Cheryl Crow or someone once said you should only use one sheet for a wee and like two for a poo or something. And I <laughs> oh well, if Cheryl Crow said it, I, I, <laughs> and I feel <laughs> That's like the weirdest thing I, was it Cheryl Crow who once said. <laughs> I feel like I use a big wad just for a wee and I feel continuously ashamed of the waste and the amount of money I waste on toilet paper. I don't know how much I get through. Like maybe we buy like, I don't know. I can't answer that. Maybe a roll every few days. That's bad. It's too much. I sometimes think we get through a roll a day here. Oh, what? I feel much better now. That's a lot. <laughs> I've not been monitoring it closely. Uh, can we actually monitor it for the next week? See, like, see how much we actually get through. Yeah. And, and I don't think it's me. I think no. sometimes I need a lot. So I don't understand, and it's probably what we got into with, with, with Becky sometimes. Sometimes it's it does the job. Sometimes you keep going back, doesn't seem to make any difference. There's, you, you're still, you know, using it as blotting paper, mm-hmm. and the blotting never stops. You mm. can't stop the blot. I don't know why that is. I think it's due to the consistency, isn't it? Like some, if it's um, firm. 
there are days when you barely need to do anything at all. Here's what I'm talking Why about. Why am I talking about this? So, so to me, the, the operation is twofold. Okay? Yeah. There's the exit trauma. Trauma. In other words, the, the, the mess that is created around the buttocks with the, the passing okay. of the stool. Okay. And I think that is very affected yeah. by the... Um, and then there is making sure that the opening is no longer leaving a mark on the paper. Opening of what? The exit? Mm. What, you mean you're going inside? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I'm really sorry. I blame Becky. Hopefully, most people will switch off. Becky. Most people have switched off by now. So, here's what I think: you're wiping your bum. Yeah, until it's paper's clean. First thing to do. Yeah. Any anything around the the inside of the cheeks and the buttocks. Yeah. Yeah. As it's passed through. Right. Any any stainage that has been any residual. Oh, uh, I see what you mean. So I wasn't differentiating yeah. between right. The area no, around and the no, actual no, no. exit. No. Okay. Then okay. you've got the little, uh, the little exit itself. I'm yeah, doing a mime yeah, here with yeah, my thanks. finger for you Annabelle. Didn't, you didn't need to, but thank you. Yeah. I have to check. That mm, that's clean. That that yeah, that's yeah. not going to leave. Yeah. And that's the bit that is completely unknowable to me. Uh... I can keep going back, <laughs> being what I think is very thorough, and then what still? Yeah, yeah. What's going on there? I don't know. Mm. Seepage? No. Maybe it is seepage. I don't know. (sighs) Anyway, I I think even Becky will be drawing a line right now. It's the wrong tool for the job, though. I mean, let's all be honest. Oh, God. What dry paper? Yeah. It's insanity. But that's, you know, that's that's the hand we've been dealt by civilization, isn't it? (laughs) By our our Western civilization, I should add. uh, In other cultures, they have far better ways of doing it. Much better. Do you know what I love? If you go to India, Mm. it's like a big hose. I'd like to get that hose. Mm. And I, I do have a Japanese toilet, well, that's by the way, here in the, in the loft. But Not using it so much? Extra flight of stairs. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Sometimes I don't have the luxury of being able to... I can imagine, yeah, knowing you. It be an emergency situation. Mm, mm. Anyway. Right, um, right. I remember um, interviewing... Should I name drop? Is it worth a name drop? Do it. Things won't get any worse, so... Jason Isaacs. Okay. The actor. Mm. Is he from Ozark? No, I don't oh, believe right. so. Okay. Um, Getting him confused with someone else then. You're thinking of Jason Bateman. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. believe his uh, opinions on this are undocumented, but uh, if any listeners want to do their research, because he has a podcast, it's him and Joe off Arrested Development and, and somebody else. Uh, okay. Um, Jason Isaacs, I'm going to show you his face. There he is. That guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, in yeah, loads yeah. of stuff. The yeah. Patriot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Black Hawk Down, Harry Potter, Peter Pan. Death of Stalin. Anyway, point being, he I was talking to him once in, in an interview setting, and I can't imagine this actually was while the tape was rolling, but he said that if, if you got some of what you're wiping up on your hand, mm. you wouldn't use a dry piece of paper to wipe it off your hand. <laughs> You'd be getting like soap and water yeah. and scrubbing. So... so how have we ended up in this situation? I know. I know. And another part of your body is just happy to be white to dry paper, and that's it. It's disgusting. Yeah. Anyway, mm. I'm not sure it was worth a name drop after all. Oh, I don't know. I, we were all wondering where it was going. It's quite <laughs> exciting. I love the fact that that even came up. But anyway. Um, if no one else needs or wants podication, I'd love another one for the week of my birthday, which falls on December the 8th. So here we are on the week of your birthday, two days before, in fact. Uh, although by the time you hear it, by the time this is released, it'll just be a day before. Mm. Maybe you'll you'll save it to your birthday. Sure. I don't know, Becky. Yeah. This year, I was smart enough to plan ahead and take that Thursday and the next day off work. Mm. What I'll do besides sleep in and get my hair cut, I don't know. I love the gal who does my hair, so no worries about that interaction. Good, good. It's good, good to hear. You're not going in, into the mountains? No, it's a shame. I must reread this one more time to make sure I made sense, drifter tendency, even though I know you'll read this no matter what I say. (laughs) Non-driftery presumption based on experience. (laughs) Uh, Thanks for keeping the podcast going. Well, what a pleasure to hear from you. Yes. Has it really been two years? So it seems. Becky, I hope your birthday is tremendous. Me too. I hope you have a brilliant one. I hope you love it. I hope it's one of those where just... 
you, you can Cheryl Crow it. I hope you can Cheryl Crow it on this birthday. One piece and you're done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what we're all hoping. Yeah. Um, lovely to hear from you. Now, if you'd like a publication, you can email us. It's hello at adriftpodcast.com. But this edition of the podcast, the, uh, what was that word I was using earlier? Bye, 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 bye. Uh, no, uh, semi-quincentennial. Right. This semi-quincentennial edition of the podcast is podicated to Dame Becky Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 